Welcome to this episode of A Facilitator's Journey. Today we're talking all things partnership and I'm joined by Darren Hilton and Rich Bellas. In the conversation, we are going to cover off what does partnership mean to us? How does it work when it's not a, a legal entity? We talk about how to set the foundations to have a really successful partnership. We then cover off the trials, the challenges and the tribulations. And we finish off with the quick fire questions. So settle in, get a cup of tea and come join me on the pink chair. Hey, Richard. Hey, Darren. Welcome to the SOF podcast, uh, A Facilitator's Journey. So the question I ask everybody, how do we know one another? I'll come to Richard first. Rich. Mm. Well, Kirsty, I was, I was trying to remember the year. I think it was 2007. And I was deliver delivering a personal development workshop about living your best life, I think it was. Um, and you attended it's a bit of a favor really because you know you said yeah i'll come along and um yeah you got asked some questions which uh seemed to have quite a good effect and i think you've often said it was the beginning of the end of your corporate sort of career and then the beginning of your um solo solo career and then we just we stayed in touch um you know uh it was uh yeah, it's been an absolute privilege to see what you've grown and burst and grown with School of Facilitation. And I guess I've been there in the wings almost all the time. You, it's your fault. I speak about it in episode five. Um, how did I start my my journey as a trainer and a facilitator in freelance world? And it was because of the workshop I came on with you, uh, April 2007. And I wrote an outcome that it's then April 2009, and I am an NLP coach and trainer and earn £5,000 a month. And when I wrote that down, and it was a very facetious because Richard told me I had to have an outcome. I was like, oh, for, oh God. Oh. Anyway, by the end of the day, as, as some of you may have heard, I um, cycled home back to Clapham. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I want to resign from Diageo. It never occurred to me that I'd leave the corporate world. I thought I was a corporate girl. And ever since then, Richard, you, that summer, you walked alongside me, you held my hand as I burst into tears on many occasions, questioning my sanity of leaving the corporate life. And then we hung out a lot in 2008. That was amazing and super, super helpful. And you were with me on the eve of the first School of Facilitation gathering in August 2014 as well. And that was the day the SOF was like metaphorically birthed and you you were at the birth Ta -da. Ta -da. so thank you that workshop was called seize the day i just remembered seize the day and you certainly did did that and darren hello welcome hello how do we know each other um do you know what? i was just thinking about when we met because it was at the constellation workshop mm -hmm. we were doing in salisbury wasn't it uh yeah. which must have been a year 18 months ago something yeah, like that. So. even more yeah even more. so yeah, maybe. And, and and as a result of Rich, you know, I mean, Rich is the, it was the introductor. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, and then been following what you've been doing with the School of Facilitation, you know, I think it's really interesting. And, and, and also lovely for us as, as sort of freelancers to have somewhere to refer to, you know, it's, it's a great community. Today, we're going to be talking about partnerships. 
and the interesting dynamic of partnerships as freelancers, solopreneurs, people who own our own businesses. Um, to help our audience, our listeners, how how do you two know one another? How have you come to be together? So I think, thinking back, you know, I've been doing this since 2000, early 2017 and 2018, I became a uh, mentor in health, the charity Health for Heroes, which uh, a, a program that Rich created really for for the charity. And so as a result, and I wanted to work with the charity for a while. Uh, and as a result, I met Rich uh, on one of, I think it was part of our group gatherings where we used to get uh, mentors together um, and, and share experiences, you know, sort of uh, share practice, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and there was a connection definitely that you know we, we sort of got on really well and then I became part of the facilitation team in Help the Heroes delivering the Pathfinder course and a number of others uh, and that's when I you know really started working with Rich um, and that's I guess that's since 2019. Yeah but there was a there was a and then well maybe we'll come to this Kirsty but Covid kind of accelerated our connection in the sense that you know, I mean, COVID was a different experience for for so many people, but we worked out that we could actually, he could cycle south from Salisbury, I could cycle north, and we could meet partway, you know, legally when all that madness was happening and just meet and have conversations. And um, yeah, so a lot of what we're about to talk about grew from, yeah. from that. So the topic of partnerships, I think, is really interesting because many and I have partnerships with people I work with as well so it'll be good to throw that in the mix so from your perspective what does partnership mean for me a lot of things make sense through um metaphor mythology um different modalities and so I do and even if they're cliches so I do think life is a journey and for me it's important who I um, uh, the company that I keep on that journey. Sometimes I'm traveling by myself, sometimes I'm traveling with others. So whether that's intimate partnerships, friendships, and then, um, you know, professional partnerships. So for me, it's a, for me, partnering is, is walking a part of that path with others. Could be one other, several others. Um, and I think then you can sort of layer in what's, what's the reason, you know, from where are you walking from and to, for, um, for how long, you know, and what kind of journey is it? So you can start to layer it all in from there. But it's that, for me, it's that. And I like that it's the word the company when it comes to actually creating a sort of business product or a business itself. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're in each other's company. So it's that. So I think it's important that we just help everyone understand how you and Darren are in partnership so Darren do you want to talk to how that is at this point in time for the two of you yeah absolutely and I think it sort of in many ways it reflects how we worked with Help for Heroes in that we're in we are a group of individuals that come together to deliver something uh, important and and that's the way it's evolved with me and Rich where we We've got a portfolio of work that we, we work on. I call it channels, you know, different channels of work that we, we're working in, which are important of themselves. And at the same time, uh, we have a shared interest in 
how we can help small medium sized businesses in the in the way that we want to help them and it's how we come together as two individuals that then form a, a partnership partnership not a legal entity not a business it's a project we call it the sorcery project because it's us coming together to meet the demand of the people that we want to work with so they they have an experience an ongoing experience with us um, and balancing balancing our sort of if you like our, our independence with our interdependence interdependence together. so yeah. just to for complete clarity you both have your own setups your own businesses you both have your own clients that you work with or associate relationships. Mm-hmm. And there is a, another channel, as you called it, Darren, where there's the two of you coming together to work on projects with small, medium-sized enterprises. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. So you're, But what you are not, and this is what my, some people might be thinking, you're not a one business and in working together like co-founders or um co-mds correct yeah we're, we're co-founders of a project and you know and, and there's layers underneath it so yeah but that's, that's and and the reason we wanted to talk about that is i i have noticed that this is quite a common way of working for for people like coming together working with somebody else on a project and having conversations with both of you like and and through my own experience you sort of notice there's there's layers to this way of working and there are boundaries there's conversations there's topics that we're all like questioning so that's the reason why we wanted to to come together today to talk about that to say right how does this actually work and in so many different forms. I mean, we just so you know, we like you said, Kirsty, you have different partnerships going on. Um, I was, I was um, until a couple of years ago, I was in a four-year project through an associate partner. So there were sort of three so, um, organizational partners, and then freelancers associated with those organizations. I mean, we were a team of ten that had to, you know do different pieces of work at different times so there was a sort of overarching partnership and then the partnerships within the partnership Um, and it can it can get uh quite complex but actually it was such a beautiful experience because of the things that we learned and did and with it with intention and that's what we want to discuss today isn't it's like what what do we know about being in partnership with somebody else and how do you navigate it and i love you've already said like the word intent and being intentional um and not leaving things to chance and something might happen and we'll deal with it when it happens but as many of us know often if something is happening it's not for a good reason and often emotions are getting involved um potentially frustrations (laughs) irritations i mean the three of us know from the work we've done as soon as we're in that space we're not our best selves and therefore the conversations are probably a little bit more tricky. So what, how about sharing some of your noticings of starting working in this way between the two of you? Like what, what are some of the things that have been coming up as you've been navigating coming into partnership? So do you mean sort of positive and negative? Broadly, yeah, like just even like list some of the things that you've been talking about and we can dive into each of them. 
I noticed that um, it all started because it all started with no, having this common interest, as Darren said, and then there was this energy, and we just noticed we had energy for the stuff that we had common interest in. Um, so that is both the starting point. It's also something that for me is like a compass bearing. It's like we keep coming back to it. So if there's a dip in energy, it's like, why are we doing this again? <laughs> What's this about? And even if we go back and, and adjust that, fair enough. But but that's the thing is remembering why we're doing it in the first place. Not, not just doing it because I don't know, we were doing it yesterday. You know, it's, it's, it's keeping that energy alive is really important. The intention behind it is really important or, or the common intention, you know, the, the, where I think we met apart from a common set of values about, you know, doing things for the greater good, really, it, it, given all the challenges in the world, I think if you, if you layer it right up, you know, there's a common set of values from me and Rich around doing things that have an impact that are greater than us and, and will grow over time in the, in the organizations we work with. So that's the, the common values there and also valuing environment. So, you know, where we're working and how we're working. So working outdoors in nature is important to me and Rich, you know, and we, and we, in many ways we live our practice. So we, we've spent time, you know, walking, talking, camping, sitting around the fire, you know, experiencing the changes ourselves. So I think there's, it's almost, it's almost take recognizing the commonality in our values and then, and then actually doing something with it, you know, and, 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 and sort of repurposing that for ourselves and, and for the people we want to work with. But I noticed Darren, that if, if things become too transactional or if we move into an area that let's say I'm less keen on or less good at, it is that original sort of, it's going back to those upper layers, if you like, Kirsty, that, that, that keep it going, that keep energizing it. I mean, we, you know, we were both always interested in contribution and then, and then it was in through the conversations, it's Darren was sort of going, yeah, and what's my legacy? You know, what, what, what's going to be the after effect of my contribution? And I was looking at prosperity, which is, you know, how do we um, flourish and support others to flourish? And, and and both had this came to this, well, we can do more if we do it together. So the partnering was actually um, an organic evolution of the things that were important to us. And then what we're doing is we're taking our own medicine when we're working with our clients, because that's what we're encouraging in them. And, and I think going back to your point earlier, Kirsty, about energy, you know, I think that, that, that there is keeping tapping into the energy, what's keeping us working together you know, we were talking about it the other day, how do we feel after we've come off a call together? You know, Rich said he, he feels energized. I always feel like, I always feel like I've sort of a window's been opened that I wasn't expecting when I talked to Rich. <laughs> you know? It's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that because he's bringing something. And I, I really value that, you know, and I think that's also, it's recognizing where we have common capabilities, if you like, mm. and capacities to do things and also where we're not common uh and and that i think that balance is really important because you kind of see where where the the mix of the two can really be quite potent oh my god massively right mm. um i'm very lucky in the last um 10 years i've i call i call her my business wife sean price 
um, and we've worked on a lot of commercial projects together, which many people don't know I do. It's my secret source because I'm a commercial person at heart. But Sean and I have worked with some great clients globally on commercial projects. And while both of us have the connection of uh, understanding the commercial world, we do do things differently. And she is amazing at doing detail. And those of you who know me, that just passes me by. <laughs> um, she's really good at drawing up a plan. I, I appreciate a plan. Can I write a plan? No, but Sean can. She's great. Um, and and that that has evolved over time, that acknowledgement. Have we ever explicitly called it out? No, if I think about it. But we now just naturally lean into taking different roles on a project because we come together on these projects and we see them as isolated projects. Um, and that that has been really good. And we know where we have got the common factor as well, which really, really helps us. So what I'm hearing so far, we've got this, we've got this, you know, we've both got a passion for where it starts, you know, legacy, bringing something to life that is more than just yourselves and noticing you wanting to work with and support um, those small, medium sized businesses. So that was sort of the starting point. And then you started to recognize, you know, you've got those, the values in common, um, a set of intentions in common. Um, and also that acknowledgement, I like that, like the capabilities, but also your differences. Um, what else have you spoken about on your journey of working together that you think is important to have helped you like lay the foundations for your, your partnership? For me, it's, uh, yeah, we've talked, I, cause I, I do this with clients as well. You can talk about, okay, this is how we're going to work together. This is our path to success, et cetera, et cetera. And I like to sort of lob in the question, okay, how would we mess it up? You know, how would we not do that? How would we get in our way, get in our own way? Um, and to have that as a, uh, pre as a, as a, as a preemptive conversation. Yeah. So that when, you know, stuff does hit the proverbial fan, you can go, ah, ah, we've spoken about this. And you know what I mean? You can, um, yeah, so hopefully by being preemptive, it then doesn't happen. But then if it does happen, you've already spoken about it. So it's those kinds of things. And I, th I think that also gives me a certain freedom, you know, because we say, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if this doesn't work out? Rather than going, we must pressurise ourselves to make it work. Um, that, for me, also uh, frees up certain energy. So that's one thing, talking about what could go wrong. Yeah, I think I think the, the other thing that, I, that came to my mind when we were talk just talking about that and Richard was talking about that, that was also um using the the processes that we are familiar with that we work with clients with on ourselves you know so being really honest with ourselves and each other uh i think and i've no, and i noticed because we did it we went we were camping out in, in the dorset coast and going for a walk and and doing a, a process there um called immunity to change and 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 I, you know i really felt i was having to really get into the, the sort of what am I really feeling about this and be prepared to share it even if it wasn't kind of the the the, the way I would I would have preferred to have presented it you know it, it was like well I'm, either either I'm going to be honest about this or there's little point in doing it yeah and I think that, that was also that that was also the, the theme of that that couple of days which was we know we get on we know we've got similar values we know we are 
friends. We know we're professionally, we're, we're good at what we do. Are we actually going to get on and do something? You know, it's like that, that tipping point. And we were quite explicit about that. And, and let's really talk about that and then, and then, and then reflect on it. Uh, and then we decided, yeah, let's do it, you know, and let's get into the hard, the, well, the hard, not the hard, but the time, you know, and the, and the, the commitment to actually doing something, bringing something to life, because it mm-hmm. takes a lot more than just having a bright idea, isn't it? It's like, you have to actually commit to it. You have to go yeah. and visit places. You have to do research. You have to talk about commercials and all those sorts of things that, um, are the, are the layers that you mentioned underneath it. That was an important moment, Darren, really important mm. because, because we both, by doing that process, immunity to change, which is a core process that we, we also offer, you know, cause there's, there's broadly speaking, it's identifying what you really want and then identifying going through these layers of, well, what are you doing that gets in the way of, that keeps you from that? You know, what's your mm-hmm. immunity to change? So having done that process and really you have to sort of go through a few gritty levels, which is why doing it outdoors sort of helped. Um, we can now refer to that. And it's like, I, I often go, more often than I like, actually, I go, oh, look, I'm just about to slip into my immunity. Mm. <laughs> but then it's like, I can bring myself back, or Darren can just say, hey, mate, did you notice? So, yeah, it's, um, so we're then able to sort of um, point out each other's blind spots if, yeah. if we can't see them and then just get back on track so a question for you both you've mentioned a couple of times there's some processes that you have used to help you discuss your partnership can you mm. just name the topics that you've gone through is that feasible like what have you done to help yourselves what have you explored well it's ongoing um a couple of ones i mean we use theory you almost every time we meet that's a, mm. it's and behind the design I and mean, it's such a intuitively useful you know tool both for clarity and deepening one's process so if, if you haven't come across theory you look it up otto sharma very interesting con- set of concepts um, and, and accessible that's a whole other episode mm-hmm. in itself so i'm not going to go down that yeah, rabbit hole it is and we will include by the way and we will just include in in our when our meetups especially we'll include pauses moments to stop Mm-hmm. reflect you know breathe breathe you know not spend our so get out of the head into the into the heart into the body that's an important thing we will we'll, we'll take a break and do a, some qigong if we have to and you know just to get back out of our heads and into, into mm-hmm. nice. other senses um but we also so darren's got a profiling system called um leadership development profile, profile yeah is that right so mm-hmm. he's run that on me if you like and then i've i know his gene keys profile so i can speak to that one which enables, okay you know is, is one way of enabling you to spot where where your your shadows if you like your your sort of where you come from a more victim place your gifts which is where you come from a more creative place and then your cities which are almost like what, what's the highest possible embodiment you know if you kept applying your gifts and again it's just it's just useful to say not it's not about putting each other in boxes. I, I hate it. That's not what I've used profiling systems for. But if it's used for orientation, just saying, here's a map of uh, your awareness. And I guess, mm. Darren, it's probably back the other way, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, the leadership development profile I, I, I um, use from Heart Hill, and it's it's a it's a very useful way of understanding in yourself and in someone else how you're 
making meaning you know how do you see the world how does that how does the world make sense to you uh, and particularly when you're in partnership i think that's quite helpful yeah. because if you're at a similar level then you're tending to see and make meaning in a similar way and that can be i think that can be really helpful and if you don't you know if you if you're at different if you're seeing things differently then that i think that can cause unnecessarily conflict or at least you understand you're seeing it from a different perspective and therefore you can just acknowledge it that way and it's a language it's the language that it gives you i think it's a map and a language that's what's important is that you 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 know you're not not struggling to describe you've got terms you can use that i think are very helpful and again kirsty this is not whether we use those tools or not with our clients the the intention is still the same it's to label, label them to map their own sort of consciousness their own awareness um and you know what they want to do with a com- yeah. how how to create a common language and what they want to do with that so we've got immunities change theory you pauses reflections and breath work uh use of a profiling system what else have you done to help you set up the partnership well <laughs> it's interesting hearing you talk about planning but uh, you know a spreadsheet kirsty a spreadsheet to put in numbers <laughs> for you know because you know to run an event you know because that's that's the other thing is there's there's co-facilitating a process right but there's and there's also delivering an event so having a spreadsheet that says this you know this is how many people these are the costs this is these are the rates etc 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 and i can't believe i'm saying that because that's not my i'm proud of you rich proud of you thank you very much i do value things like that i'm just uh, i just they're not my forte this might sound like a really obvious thing to say out loud to people is have it in a shared drive so you can both access it at any time so it's a live document and that might sound like obvious to some people but there have been times where i did not do that in partnerships and therefore we ended up running off different documents so definitely finding a way to share documentation so they are live is helpful. Um, before we move on, any other tools or techniques that you have used to help you set up your partnership? I think for me, some of the basics, like just listening, you know, to understand where someone's coming from, even for the basics, like project names, you know, it, it, it sounds so sort of superficial and yet it's so important. And, and also, giving into you know you have to give a little and sometimes we have to compromise you know and and remain flexible you know yeah. things don't have to be fixed you know they, they are fixed at the moment because it's sort of it's important to us and it, it work it's it's necessary and yeah. at the same time you know it can be it can be yeah sorry, it can be it can be changed you yeah know, that, I think nice I, I think it's holding I think a lot of what we do is is holding these things lightly you know, you kind of know which way you're going, and at the same time, you're you're open to flexing uh, when you need to and how you need to, and it's just con- constantly doing. It. It's a bit like it's a bit like the um, the sort of polarity of right. We're in a business together. We're co-founders. We're partners. This is what we're doing. Versus we're coming together to deliver a product, a project of value for the clients we work with, and at the same time, we've got other things that we're working on, which are important because they bring more. They bring more, um, they bring more richness to what we're doing for our clients, you know. And it's like balance. You have to you have to balance those things constantly. 
And actually, this brings me to another question of um, what are some of the trials, tribulations and challenges that you are discovering as you work in this way? I've already referred to my immunity to change. So some, so I don't mind sharing that with people. So I'm quite naturally quite a big picture thinker, but um, I also have this weird inner uh, sort of critic slash perfectionist. And so what the process helped me identify was that if I can't see how to do a big thing well and know that it's going to succeed, then actually I can I can collapse on and go, oh, there's no point starting. So um, so a, a trial and a tribulation would be if something becomes too big that I the inertia kicks in, which may sound like mm -hmm. a weird one. So um, and then therefore the antidote is to keep it small. And it helps having someone like Darren, who's who's very good at mirroring things back to me and with a sort of arm around my shoulder, um, as well as a shove in the back if I need it. Um, so I don't know if that gives you one. Yeah. My my own, what would you call it? My own inner dynamic that can sometimes trip me up. So it's that's, it always starts with self, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so we've got like knowing knowing our own um behaviors to certain elements of a project so for you rich if it gets too big inertia sets in so at least darren recognizes that and can call you out what else have you both noticed as potential challenges not necessarily that have happened but you've talked about because you go look we just need to talk about this otherwise when it happens it might cause us trip us up i, th I think one of the ones is finance is cash you know it, because the, you have all the normal things that you need to do. You need to ref, we, we need to reflect the project on things like websites, create things. We we you know we have to go and do research, visit locations, uh, sometimes invest in programs so we're experiencing something in the location that we're offering to clients. So there's lots of sort of investment that's going on, and I think if you're not clear about that then then it becomes a either it's assumed or it becomes corrosive you know so we we have had a conversation that says look you know we've got two different entities and if if you find a client and you bring it to the project then we'll we'll run run it through your business if i find a client we'll run it through our business and we'll also ensure that you are recompensed for bringing that client so is that you know it's just being clear about the balance and and it's not strictly 50-50 every time because, okay. because there's been effort in different places. And I, and I think the, it's easy for that to get forgotten. And just being clear about it and talking about it is important so that it doesn't sit in the, you know, it's not in the background. And it's sort of, you might not realize it's corrosive for the other person, but it might be there for them. And then, okay. unless you have a, unless you have the conversation about it, you know, it could, it could influence other decisions. You just don't know. It's, it's there. What? other agreements or what other things within the world of commercial and finance have you discussed so you've said like if if you win the if you bring the work in darren you put it through your company richard if you bring in the client you put it through your company what other conversations have you had around the numbers the one with um, relationship is not just who brings the client but that, that bringing the client is in itself uh, worth you know uh, rewarding so mm. so then the there is a um, a proportion 
of the revenue goes to the person who brings the client. So you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, that that's actually valued. It's it's not just oh I've got a client right fifty fifty. It's like it's it's really um, what's the word? Uh, can't think. But it's but it's sort of um, layering the different commercial elements of how you run a client through the through the through the process. Yeah, I do that. We do that. Sean and I definitely we look at the project as a whole because we again we play to our strengths in in what we do. And there'll be some of the work that we do together. So we know that's a 50-50, but then there's sometimes she takes, she'll she'll take the lead on one element and I'll take the lead on another element. And therefore we, yeah, I get, so like this year, for example, we did a project and I did all the filming and editing with a videographer for a series of short videos. So I got paid for that element of the work. Whereas Sean was busy writing detailed facilitator guides uh and powerpoint slides which i also was contributing to so we'd worked out like what our time and effort for each of those elements were there and split it so again it wasn't pure 50 50 so we were were paying each other for what we did i think what's important here is the that the conversation like darren said isn't assumed it's not Mm. assumed even if you then go oh we don't have to worry about that because it's fine like we'll just you know, but at least it's been um, named and agreed. Yeah, it's one of the drawbacks, if you say, if you like, of having a portfolio of other interests. Right, is if we don't put time in the diary, that get it gets swallowed up by those other interests. So rhythm and routine is really important. Um, almost if when the time we book it, we don't know what we're going to talk about, but we book it in any way um and so that at the very least it's a check-in it's like yes. where are we up to and yes. are, have we moved forward have we have we slipped backwards what's new in the meantime um and there's always some it's always worthwhile sometimes you look at it and you go well, we don't need that one because you know we, we know when we're meeting up next but if we don't mm-hmm. for me if we don't have these um these this this regular rhythm then we can lose momentum, especially for nice. some of the reasons that I've already mentioned. So, and it is about momentum and rhythm for me. It's, it's, it's back to the journey, right? You want to keep moving forwards, even if it's yeah. a, a slow pace. Um, and also on time, you mentioned, I think it's true, like we all have our own entities and we have other projects or other clients that we're working with is being very clear with the other person where our time is at a point in the year um so the other person isn't sitting there going oh Darren's not done anything recently like I can't believe I haven't heard from him or Rich is really quiet and there's an assumption that there is no love for the project that you're working on right but in fact for an instance I know Richard you travel quite a bit with your work and you've been away you've been delivering you've been working but I think that plays back to your point of carving out intentional time to come yes. together and talk about the project slash give time and dedication. And and also, Kirsty, because of the way we know each other, it's not just time around work. So, you know, um, you know, it was important recently that uh, Darren and his wife had a, had a day off. And I remember, you know, we needed to speak about something. And Darren was going, well, I don't want to do it on that day because I've got the time off. And I was like, Abs- no, that is sacred. <laughs> you know, that is just massive that you do that so 
there's really, um, I know Darren's mentioned breathing a few times. There's allowing this, this whole project to breathe and notice mm-hmm. that it's not just, um, you know, a transactional sort of product of manufacturing. Do you know what I mean? It's so much more to it than that. I've got a question. Um, how did you decide that it would be whether you would have a legal entity or a not a legal entity? Yeah, how did we decide that? <laughs> and and what have you decided? Well, we've decided not to um, and to pursue the project. I think the in order to allow us the flexibility to do what we we do. And I think it's all, I, I mean, for me, I think it's also something in the not not conforming to what might be considered the norms. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're in, if we're working with clients so that they're able to deal with the complexities that their business and their environment, you know, markets, whatever it is, are, are sort of confronting them with, then then we, in many ways, I think we need to test out different forms, you know, and understand, like we're talking about this morning, the the challenges of of doing that, uh, always with the client in mind. You know, I mean, that's the other thing that's always on our mind is that in working with us, the client must have trust that, you know, they, they, they understand how we're working and they're comfortable with that. Uh, ultimately, they're still working with a legal entity. It's just, you know, depending on how they come through through to us, depends on which one they're working with. Um, and actually, at the end of the day, they probably don't care, if I'm very honest with you. Mm. Um, it, it's, <laughs> we think, I know we think they care, but honestly, they're more worried about us solving their problems and helping them do X, Y, or Z. It's an invoice, isn't it? You know, it's a, it is. I, I think that it does play into something we talked about the, the other day, which is um, ego with your mm. with your business. You know, if you're, and it also plays into what we talked about in terms of your the um, level of human development that you're experiencing yourself. Where so if you're if you're very captivated by your brand and growth and you know that your intention is to get to a certain level at a certain time I could imagine that not playing well in something that we're doing together you know <laughs> because there's a there's a there's a sort of mismatch you almost need to be on in the same at the same level uh in order for for it to rise at the same time in the same way so mm-hmm. so, so that's why I think portfolio is important because it means that we can we've got income from other sources so that we can spend time on this we're investing in this through time and other things so it's it's having a sort of um uh, similar background and intention that supports the endeavor and it's not the same for everyone that's the other thing is this might not be perfect for other people and therefore they'll, they'll approach it in a different way but we're approaching it in this way and do you think um each time you get a new client within this project you will sit down and have a conversation about how you're going to run that project, run that particular client, you know, and review the, all the things that we've just spoken about. Completely. I, I, I think there's something about having consist, a certain consistency so that, you know, there's certain things we know that, well, that works. So we're going to do that each, mm-hmm. that each time. Um, I don't know, for example, I don't know. We, as we've mentioned it a few times. We know we want to run, um, the bulk of, of what we do outdoors. Okay, so if a client turned around to us and said, "Well, we're not going outdoors because we want to be in a London hotel," 
I don't know, we haven't actually talked about this. But for me, I'd probably question what is that our kind of client? I'd probably refer them on to someone else. That's just off the top of my head. So there's certain things that we want to be consistent with. Um, and then within that, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's um, flexing to the, to, the, to the needs and the context. I think context is so important. <laughs> you know, what's the current context for the client? Mm. Yeah. And it, it's being clear about the project. You know, our sorcery project is about working with clients in a particular way. You know, which which has layers. You know, it means working outdoors. It might be working online in, at certain stages, and at the same time, if we've we've conducted a project with that client, and that client then wants to work with Rich on something else, that's fine. You know, it's like where where are the sort of boundaries of the of the project almost. You know, uh, and not being overly parochial about it. I think that's what's also important. I mean, we haven't had to deal with that, but you know, that that's the other thing I think that's important is being able to flex in how we yeah. work with clients. So if someone's listening to this um, conversation and they are stepping into a, a new partnership with someone or they're considering going into partnership with someone, uh, what advice would you give them at this time? Well, obviously it's going to depend on what they like, <laughs> but I would really, really, really listen to their own heart and their own gut because I think lots of things can be shiny and attractive and um especially i think when uh, i may be generalizing what well, i am generalizing here that if you're freelance if you're solo you know sometimes you want a bit of company you know you want to work i i love co-facilitating for example just find it better for me better for them better for the client as well better you know higher quantity higher value um but you know if i was if I went into a partnership just because I was feeling a bit sorry for myself, do you know what I mean? That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a good reason. Or or if um, if it was like, oh, you know, my revenue streams over here are a bit low, so I need this one to really work. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not going on from a not going into it from a place of um, constriction and constraint. You know, but is mm. it is this actually expansive? This is this. Is this going to help me express more of who I am and what I have to offer nice. to the to the clients? You know, is it something that enhances me mm-hmm. and my offer? Then do it. I mean, it's almost like why wouldn't you? We when we were, you know, for, I was going to come back to that thing about prosperity. I think prosperity is as a is very often rooted in doing things with people that you enjoy doing things with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pro, it's, and prosperity not as a financial reward. As a kind of reward of being in human relationship. Nice. So that's oh yeah. Does it enhance you? Is what I would say. What What is it for you, Darren? Uh, I think if you, but well, no, I think time is important. You know, you can't having time with someone to really get to know them, uh, and I think also supporting Rich's point, which is really appreciating where your energy is for the project and what your intentions are, and being honest, being brutally honest with yourself about that. Um, because if you're not, I think that's where you can start to kind of go off track. Just because we're in partnership doesn't mean we're the only people that we have to, that we we can only speak to each other. I think it's important to have you know to still have your own mentors, supervisors. Mm. Um, you know, without breaking any confidentiality you have with the partner, for example. So I, I know for me that it's important that you know Darren's supported by Claire, and I'm supported by Nikki. 
um, both of whom have lots of um, fantastic ideas from their own sort of commercial backgrounds, actually. Um, but you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, yes, okay, we're the ones focusing on it, but we've also got these other layers of support around us. I think that's quite important as well. Nice. Okay. Thank you. So some quick fire questions for you both. Okay. Uh, who do you follow in social media land that you think others should too? Oh, blimey. Okay, I'll go Positive News UK. Thank you. On Instagram. That's not a facilitation related one. That's just a general. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I do. I have to say I do. I do like um, The Rest is Politics and The Rest is Politics Leading. I love that podcast. Like many people, I think. Is that the Alistair Campbell one? Yeah, and the leading one's particularly interesting because of the, the, the sorts of characters they get on and the perspectives they bring. Oh, another, Kirsty, I've got to mention uh, as well, because we actually, um, we haven't done this yet, but we're thinking of using it as almost uh, like pre preparation material for clients, is John Richardson and the Future Noughts. <gasps> you got me onto that podcast. It's awesome. I love it. During COVID, I used to go for my walks and listen to that and just be like, wow. Yeah, it's definitely so recommend that. Good. So good. John Richardson and the Future Notes. I've got another one. Sorry. Before I, I, I just want to do a shout, shout out to Heart Hill. I think they're a, a lovely bunch of people. You know, David Rook, who was who actually was part of the the original research team decades ago that created um, uh, the Action Logic profiles. They're, they 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 do regular sort of community sessions, and they're they're yeah, really useful, okay. particularly from a leadership development cool. perspective. Of course, everyone should follow School of Facilitation. Ofs. <laughs> books. What books do you recommend to people? Have you got a book at the moment that you just get giddy about and tell others to read it? Mastering Leadership. By whom? Uh, it is, good question, uh, and, uh, Robert Anderson and William Adams. Thank you. <laughs> How have you invested in yourself or your partnership to support you in moving forward? I'd say time time and 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 living our own process really mm. you know it's not just talking a, a good game it's actually doing it going out and experiencing it nice i would add that i went to a retreat at one of the venues probably the main venue that we want to use called campwell campwell woods which is outside awesome uh, and so I went and participated in a in a men's retreat there. So um, got to it. I can't. Don't think you can be experiencing a venue. You can you can look at it and you can go. Well, that looks. Like, we'd already been around to visit it, but it's different when you actually. Yeah, I agree. And and I've I've been on a retreat at, in the woods that you're mentioning, Campwell. If anyone's listening, mm, go Google awesome. Campwell. There's some, it's an amazing experience. They're brilliant and they're really living what, they're, they're really embodying what, what yeah, they stand they for do. as well. Definitely. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about partnerships and doing it differently. Um, I really appreciate your time and thank you. Thanks very much, Kirsty. Thank you, Kirsty. Yeah, great fun. <laughs>